Hi! Welcome to Perspective Detective. I'm Sabrina DeYoung, and I am not a real detective. However, my superpower is listening and being genuinely curious. I am on a mission to widen our perspective as we listen to other people's stories and experiences. I believe when we hear each other's stories, we humanize humans, which can result in less judgment and more compassion for one another. I sincerely believe we are all just trying to do our best. I am so excited to learn together. Let's begin. Hello. So this is the last episode of the first season of Perspective Detective. And I really want to thank everyone who has listened and supported me through this podcasting journey from the beginning. As in, this was the beginning of my journey. (laughs) I am not done. I'm just taking a break from producing for the summer, like I've said before, to revamp a few things and, and of course, to play with my kids during the summertime. So today I talked to Cheryl Bishop and I have known Cheryl for several years. I worked for her in her CrossFit gym as a coach and I absolutely loved, loved, loved being a CrossFit coach. I think just coaching in general is my passion and I first figured that out as a fitness coach in CrossFit. While many of the principles and perspectives that she talks about are CrossFit and business related, they can still be applied broadly. And I just want to emphasize that neither of us think that CrossFit specifically is the end-all meet-all to mental wellness and health, um, nor the only way to work out. We barely actually even talk about working out, and we've both done lots of different things and really just love health and wellness (laughs) and all around. I love what a strong woman Cheryl is, and she always has been. Um, But she does share a bit of how she had to become more persuasive and insistent and kind of a louder voice after she and her husband had started their business with two other male business owners. And she's also going to talk about what it's like to be a mom and a business owner and someone who does all the things. She's she's so incredible at doing so many things. Um, But one of my favorite things that she says that I really want to start with, because I agree with it so much, is to just start where you start and lift where you stand. So with that said, let's jump in. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Cheryl, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview with me. I love your brain. You just, I love the way you think and I love how just warm and friendly and cheerful. And one thing that you actually, you taught me that has always stuck with me and probably was actually made a big impact in kind of leading me in the direction that I've gone is I remember so many times when you would like kind of complain about things that you didn't like love about your life, like living with your father-in-law specifically, but, (laughs) and then you would always say things like, but it was our choice. It was our choice. Or, you know, we were going to buy a home and then we decided to open the gym. And so now we live here, but you know, that was our choice. And you always followed it up with, 
that was our choice. Like this is a circumstance, but we kind of chose this. And I know that's like not always the case for everybody that that was a choice, but people definitely will more complain. And I've said a lot without even asking you to introduce yourself. (laughs) So let's go with Cheryl. Will you please introduce yourself to all of our listeners today? Well, first off, thank you. Thank you. And I think that maybe the reason you had so much to say is just so you guys all know, Sabrina and I have known each other for seven years almost. It's been yeah, probably six at and least. a half, yeah. I think. Because we, we've had the gym open. Our official seven-year anniversary is like a week away. It's or two weeks, June 9th, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we we met for the first time just shortly after that. Like, right. I think it was the fall or something. After yeah, it was just like two months after. Yeah, so really fast. But I we should tell that story some. But okay, so <laughs> my name's Cheryl Bishop. Um, grew up in California, moved to Utah closer to twenty years ago. Actually, I think it's been like fifteen, sixteen years ago. And it's crazy because I was that kid that thought that Utah was a nice place to visit and never wanted to live. And here I am, loving living here with all these wonderful people, with the beautiful nature. All of that. Opened a business with my husband, a CrossFit gym, in 2014, just after having our fourth kid. Literally, like, he was born on Thursday and I opened our doors the following Monday. Since then, have had so many amazing experiences of growth, uh, personal development, working in relationships with others, helping with others' goals, and overall learning to create, always learning on a constant basis to try and have harmony between our work and our family life. And then my own, you know, everybody has their own personal struggles and dealing with all of that. Yeah. You are so busy. And I, I knew that you were newly postpartum when I first met you, but I never really put it together that you started a business immediately after having a baby and holy moly, how crazy stressful (laughs) that must have been oh it was definitely crazy um luckily we had done a lot of the prep beforehand it just happened to be that finally everything was ready and the stars aligned that it was like well there's no reason to wait the baby's here great I'm not going to be doing a whole lot I won't see my husband a whole lot for a minute but there you go so that's so crazy that's just like epitome wonder woman to (laughs) me Which kind of leads into like what we were just talking about. So you were one woman of three or of four, right? Four business partners. Three Mm -hmm. others were men. Mm -hmm. Let's kind of talk about that. What was it like being the minority gender in our our team of owners? Um, Well, first, I don't know if anybody, everyone, all of the listeners are familiar with CrossFit. Um, Probably everyone now has heard about what it is. Uh, my husband and I fell in love with it probably a year and a half before we decided to open our gym and probably backtrack five or so years before that. We knew that at some point there was going to be a small business in the form of a gym of some kind. But at that point, we didn't know what CrossFit was. We didn't know about this micro gym model. There's lots of micro gyms now that are not just specifically CrossFit, which yeah. is super great because now not everyone has to work out, out at Anyway, so we had knew that we were going to do CrossFit, but we didn't know how that was going to look or, you know, we're going to open this business. And so we found that we wanted, um, we had saved a lot of money for this business. 
And we found that we had, um, we knew we wanted to start a business and we had been saving. I was a stay at home mom for the most part for the, probably the first, uh, eight ish years after having, um, well, maybe not even eight. I want to say maybe five years after having, starting having a family. And then I knew, we knew we wanted to save money more quickly so that we could start a small business. And so I went and had, I had a job. I worked in healthcare, you know, nothing glamorous or exciting, but I gave, you know, gave my all to that and then came home at night and gave my all to my family. And there also came this moment where I was like, well, instead of saving for a business, what if we're saving for our new family home? Cause at this point we had, we were say, living in the same space in the same home with my father-in-law and in-laws are great. And my father-in-law is a good person, but let's just say one kitchen, one bathroom, too many bodies. It was not always easy. <laughs> yes. And Sabrina has been there. She knew. She knows what that home. It was not a very glamorous I know. home. It was our family home, and it well, did what it. And I to. just found out that you shared that one bathroom with your father-in-law too. Like I thought he had his own whole space in the basement. <laughs> it was like a man cave in the basement. I mean, there was a toilet downstairs, that, but that was great. But that was it. Like one shower, one. And there, it just, it was right. a lot. So seven I knew people. Of families would be bigger, but it's fine. Okay. So I thought, you know what, instead of saving for a business, the more important priority in my life was a family home. But as that time came where we had kind of reached our goal for what we wanted to be able to say, to, to save, it also kind of aligned up with me getting pregnant with our fourth child. And so at that point, the idea of opening a CrossFit gym instead of, or before, purchasing our family home was really strong and prevalent. And in the end, that was what my husband and I decided to go with. So we, he and I were planning just to be partners. And then along the year ish that it took to really get to from that solid idea of, of the concept of owning and opening a CrossFit gym to um, then opening our doors, we also invited his brother to be a partner and then another good friend, all of us total noobs and really in the business world none of us with a lot of business experience, only with, you know, a ton of passion, a hope and a prayer. Anyway, so we literally do that the week after I have our fourth kid. It was crazy. But the biggest thing that I found was when we were trying to make decisions as business partners, it turned into not in a way, not in an aggressive or a mean way, but simply the fact that there was four men and me, I learned to have a much stronger opinion than I thought I, I really ever had. Do you feel like you kind of had to overcompensate? I did. For your, I did. Okay. So interestingly, at one point, probably a couple, three years in, my husband and I were having a conversation and he was like, why are you, why does this matter? Why are you so passionate about it? And I think it was a, a few years in, like I said, that I had, I realized like, I have to, because if I don't have an opinion on this, no one will. And I, I don't even remember what point of discussion was, but as it should have been, my husband didn't always take my side. He took his perspective in the business, which is what it should have been. Really. We were busy in that role. You know, we all wear different hats and in this dual, this part of a dual relationship, you know, the idea that you have multiple relationships with the same person, he's obviously my spouse. He's the father of my kids. And now he's a business partner um, in that role. He shouldn't just support me because I'm his wife. He should take the position which he really felt was best for our business. And that was, that is, you might imagine was sometimes difficult where I'm like, wait a second. Like I just got bulldozed 
nobody even took a second to hear me. So then there was times when I had to step up and say, even if we all, if you three disagree, this voice, this opinion, this, this perspective needs to be heard. Do you ever feel like sometimes you kind of fought a little bit harder for something that maybe you might not have cared about as much because you kind of felt a little bit bullied or undermined sometimes? Um, I do feel that I had to push opinions or perspectives more than I would have otherwise, and not in a way that I felt that I was being bullied, but because I like there are times when I'd say, okay, here's just something that's really simple. You remember when we first opened the pull-up rig, had the bars all at the same height. Remember that? That was not fun. But it was <laughs> they were all like, tall man size. Yeah, they were all tall man size. Exactly. Or, I mean, yes, some women are tall as well, but men on average are taller, have stronger legs so they can jump higher, etc. Silly little things. And I played the, I had the perspective that if majority of our, or a higher percentage of our members are women, which for the most part they have been. And in the marketing for fitness industry, you do market more often to women than to men. Point was, yes, I can jump to that higher pull-up bar. But if the larger percentage is women, then we need to be taking that into consideration. Regardless of if the women can jump that high, we need to take their needs and their probable wants into consideration. And we need to lower at least half of the pull-up bars to a height that doesn't require every single person to jump. I mean, really, they should have been thanking you. Sounds like you like saved the business <laughs> with, the, right? with the female perspective. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, totally. It's just like, it's so interesting to me that, and I don't mean this in like a hit against them, but that they didn't see some of our members are even just going to be short. Maybe we should lower it. And right. again, I'm not saying that like, oh, they're dumb or anything like that, but it really, it does just come down to like, well, this what is what works for me. Yeah. Right. I am my target market. Mm -hmm. So everyone is <laughs> too. Yeah. And, and I think, I think there comes like, I don't know if this is a female perspective more, more often that we have more compassion naturally. The average woman, right. Has more compassion and, and with compassion comes that what is what is someone else going to need right and so i think it's definitely something i'm really grateful for because now where i'm the predominant owner it's just me and my husband now and i'm running this on my own with the support of awesome coaches and a great community but because i had that perspective before pushing the female needs i try and still have what would the need of a, a guy be in this situation and i'm not afraid to ask either my husband or just other males that may differ in opinion or needs than me. Yeah, that is really interesting. Well, and I wonder also, because none of you had any business background, right? Like you'd right. said, we just, we just went into it just because of our passion for fitness, right? And helping people with their goals. Yeah. And first of all, I want to say, I absolutely love that you just jumped in and that you just knew that this is what you wanted to do and didn't take like you didn't necessarily feel like you needed to take the time to like be a perfectionist and know everything about business. Mm -hmm. You just went for it. And I totally think that's an amazing principle is to just go for your dreams and to figure it out as you go. Cause that's totally my personality. Um, <laughs> and it's a little bit messy at first. Right. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, you know, I know a lot about <laughs> the 
the business and stuff from working with you. And I know that it was really messy at first and you just kind of iron out the kinks as you go. And I feel like regardless of whether you had known a lot more beforehand or not, it would have still been messy at first. So that's why I applaud you and anyone who's just going to figure out as you go, because again, like regardless of how much, you know, it's going to be messy at first. Thank you. I think that's kind of what you're doing. You've done when you started your podcast. And I think you're seriously smoothing out all the kinks really quickly. And I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, definitely a learning process. And there's just so many things that you're not going to know until you actually do the thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do have to say we have hired business coaches. So we hired first, we looked into personal development and did like some group courses that took the better part of a couple years. And then we did some one-on-one life coach mentoring style personal development, which I highly recommend. I, I believe that if you think you like, I'm a coach, right? I work help with people in their physical uh, development at the gym, as well as nutrition. And there's a certain element, a large element, in my opinion, on the mental capacity that you need to always be working on. Mental, emotional is a combination to me, in my perspective. So I definitely know the importance of having a coach myself. So we've almost always had um, some level of, of that, whether it be personal or currently we have a business coach. And I have to say, as far as Starting your own business, you definitely can. And I want to encourage anyone who's just ready to take that leap to do so. However, I do want to say you don't necessarily need a a business degree from a university. However, there are great ways to have additional support in almost any industry at this point. Yeah, it's true. We have so much access to information and knowledge and Mm -hmm. so, so, so much. It's like hard to, you really, there's really no excuse to not have the information that you want. So I have worked out at lots of gyms, both CrossFit and otherwise, lots and lots Mm -hmm. of different kinds of things. And your gym does have a different feel to it. Did you guys create like a mission statement or what do you think that you have done differently for your gym than, I don't know, what have you done that's more uh, unique to you? Um, We definitely have had a mission statement. I think It's kind of changed over the years. And I would say that honestly, if our, you know, generic mission statement, which is, would be something that probably relates to a lot of other gym owners, which is live life better. That's pretty straightforward. Just the goal that we have when you come into our gym is to help you live your life better. So if becoming a stronger athlete is important and it's going to help you in different aspects, then that's our goal. If coming every day and helping reach um, a competitive goal you have, then that's what we're going to help support you in. Or if you are just looking to have the ability to play with your kids or grandkids throughout the years and not create a lot of injury and over undue stress on your body, then we're going to help you on that path as well. So that's kind of our generic. But as far as what makes us different, I do have to say one thing that is unique to a CrossFit or CrossFit, I think, was the original micro gym to emphasize is the need and the desire to create community and the support there, regardless of where you start, we want you to start. If you have already, if you're coming out of being a college athlete and you're super competitive and really fit, so to speak, awesome. We can help you to develop and, and further your goals. Um, on the flip side, if you have literally been a couch potato, some people just haven't really been active and 
or active recently and your physical capacity is low, we're going to help you start where you start. You start where you start, you lift where you stand. And those two together means regardless of your physical abilities, you're going to be able to help someone at, at some point. So when people come in to the gym, we're going to try and help them to feel welcome by helping them to get to know other people at the gym and you help you have a coach. The coach is going to always, the coach should always know your name. I mean, that's, you know, yeah, part of their cheers. job. <laughs> Actually. So someone was like, what, what show, what theme song would be good for the, the gym? And I was, they're like 22. And I said, probably the song, the theme song from cheers. And they're like, yeah, definitely. Cheers. They're like, what are you talking? What's cheers? And I was like, oh. everybody knows your that's name. Right. And they're always glad you came. Yeah. Uh, that's the yeah, one. That's it. I feel like that's just you, Cheryl. I feel like all of it's just because you. Oh, well, thanks. Um, I do. I have to say, I know that I played a big role in that, and that's probably why I'm still the you know last man standing, so to speak. Not that my husband's not here supporting me when I need, but he's got um, a different business that he's running with, and and that's good. But I definitely say, I definitely would say that the focus on emotional well-being in addition, I think is something that I've always tried to, in addition to their physical capacity, there's a hashtag I use, what is it? Uh, mental fortitude. And that goes along for me, the mental emotional tie is, is really strong. You can't be mentally tough unless you're also being willing to have those emotional moments. They only create a greater strength. I think the, the, the willingness to admit your, your weaknesses helps you to know where your strengths are and also how to how to start working on improving whatever that goal or or um, next step might be oh my gosh a thousand percent that's oh that's so true and you so i just recently started going back to crossfit and it's been like almost three years mm -hmm. since i was able to really go back yeah. because i was in such a I mean, as, as you know, but not everybody that listens knows, um, <laughs> I was in such a low, fragile, emotional state after like what happened those three years ago that it took me this long to be able to get back to be able to work out as hard as you do in CrossFit and like be in like a safe mental yeah. space. So it's, I find it so interesting and it rings so true to me that you say that, that mental fortitude, like you have to be willing to have felt those emotions. And I've, you know, I've been doing like a lot of therapy for a while and I'm finally in a strong enough place mentally to be able to really like work out physically and be okay with not being able to do the things that I used to be able to right. do. That's actually, that's a big topic. I've got, we have a, a range of athletes or clients at the gym. Some of them are brand new to CrossFit or fitness. And some of them have been, you know, doing this stuff of training for years. And some of them are similar to you where they've done it for a while, took a break and come back. And regardless of where you are, some days you are going to be feeling super great physically and mentally, and you're going to smash the workout, so to speak, meaning you're going to push, you're going to feel good. Nothing is going to be un, nothing will be impossible, so to speak. And then there's other days where you go in and you know that today or this month or this week or this six months or a year are the time for you to rebuild. I have, there's a member that I always say, so now she's been a member probably five years, probably the first two years that she trained at our facility. She, she trained with a governor 
on. Now think about like, I don't know that they do this anymore, but think about a vehicle where like, if you didn't want your teenager to be able to drive uh, more than 65 miles an hour, they'd put a governor on the engine of a car. Does that make sense? Right. Kind of cap it. So it can only go cap its capacity. And I feel like she trained like that intentionally for a good solid two years. And then I remember all of a sudden people would be like, Oh, did you see so-and-so's time? Did you see what they lifted? She lifted today. Like, and it was seemingly for us, like she shot out of the gates and what I, and I kind of talked with her about it. And I said, man, it's like you took your governor off. And she at first was like, what do you mean? And as I explained it, it really truly was what she did. And I think it is a really good, um, way to get yourself into a safe place. Now, I don't know that everyone needs to do that for two years. When people start, I always tell them, I want you to take three to six months to build into your capacity. Even if some people walk in the door and they think, oh, well, I'm strong enough to meet that same lift that I had three, four, five, 10 years ago, whatever it is, you know, a lot of people come in and want to try and match their numbers from high school or college. But what I know is that our ligaments and tendons need more time than our muscles do to develop the real true strength and capacity to safely lift the same, same amount of weight. And Matt mix that with the ability to mentally own our strengths and weaknesses. It's just a good idea to give yourself, be patient with yourself, be kind to yourself. Right. So all of that, I mean, I understand how all of that absolutely makes sense from a physical standpoint of, you know, building up the, you know, all of the physiology properly Mm -hmm. to prevent injury. Mm -hmm. But what keeps like running through my head is, is like what you said, being patient with yourself and being compassionate with yourself. Yeah. Like we don't want to just wreck our bodies for, for a good workout. Mm -hmm. And I'm, so this is really what I have gained. I think this is the difference between now and, you know, when I tried to go back three years ago, now I have learned to be compassionate with myself. And when, you know, when trying to do a movement or something that I'm like, I used to do before I had built up this capacity to be compassionate with me, I was like, Oh, Sabrina, like, you suck, you should be able to do this, blah, blah, blah. Never mind the fact that you just had a baby. (laughs) Never mind the fact that whatever all those other things happen. But now I'm like, Sabrina, it's okay. It's been a while. And it's not just the time. It's It really has been the thought work of, I love me and I'm going to take care of me and I'm going to be kind to me and and even just like be curious about what's going on in my body. Like, I wonder, you know, how much uh, muscle atrophy I've had or I wonder if I still have, you know, can remember the technique. That's fun. <laughs> and And I also wonder like how you know, how much can I hold back and not, you know, to the point where I'm not feeling emotionally just frustrated, you know, with myself and my body. So yeah, compassion for yourself, I think definitely plays a huge role in having that mental fortitude. I do. I think, I think that's actually, you know, the one thing, and uh, I, if, if there was one thing I would say really, truly, regardless of whether you are on a physical journey or not, Some people are, you know, trying to improve other habits. Some people are not in an improvement state and that's okay. That's part of it, right? But the big thing is being able to be compassionate and be kind with yourself, regardless of what 
stage in life you're in because uh, there's a saying that probably a lot of you guys have heard there's times and seasons. And I remember when I had lots of little kids, my kids are all my, I have four kids. My oldest is just about to turn 15 and my youngest will be seven. So we're kind we're past the diaper stage. We're past, I mean, at this point, like everybody would survive if I was gone, they can all, they go to the bathroom. They can all make themselves peanut butter sandwiches if they needed. They all know where the water is. We're past the mom has to do everything stage. And so there's things where I remember people would say to me, oh, times and seasons, you'll get to move on to that goal or that passion in a different season. And I feel like that is very true, but I have to also still be compassionate with myself because now I've invited other stresses or challenges into my life that weren't part of my life then. And again, even though there's times when it is so hard, you said this earlier, I just love that really that reminder that it is a choice I made. I teach my kids that like, it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel sad though, but it's what you do with your emotions that makes them good or bad. Being angry isn't bad. Being sad isn't bad. And so I take that same mindset into the things that I have going in my life. Some people may see how busy my life is, which uh, it is honestly pretty busy. And I don't love the word busy for just to be busy. I choose to fill my life that with, I, ch- I choose to fill my life. That's kind of my mindset, my, my phrasing. Yeah. But there are definitely days where I am have gone from the start of the day to the end of the day. And I don't have a lot of moments for me, but I do have that gratitude that this is, a, this is something I've chosen. And so even if I feel stressed, that's okay. I feel stressed or I even feel grumpy about part of the day. It's okay to feel that way. My big, my yeah. big goal sure. is to not let the stress spill out in a negative, negatively in, on those I love the most here at home. So I guess to kind of tie it together for me, you know, I try and what I try and teach my our clients at the gym on a regular basis is the same thing I want to bring home myself at the end of the day and, and present and share with my kids, which is that there's going to be challenges. That's real life. And that's okay. And we don't always like challenges. I homeschooled this last year. And honestly, there was a lot of huge challenges, but there was awesome, awesome benefits as well. But the times when, you know, no one wanted to listen and kids were stressed out and grumpy, or I felt like I was being pulled so many different directions, I could come back to this is a choice I made. It's okay if I don't love the current outcome because this is part of a journey. This is part of a process. And so that's something I try with the members. Like sometimes people don't have the capacity, the strength that they want today. My big thing is that compassion for yourself, the ability to acknowledge when things don't go the way you plan to figure out where and how to process your emotion. I'm not perfect at it. Trust me. I come home sometimes and I spew the frustration on my kids. But one thing I do try and be really aware of is when that happens to then quickly follow up with an apology, a sincere apology, because, you know, I want my kids to know that's not the kind of humans I hope they become. I don't want, so we're all trying to just progress and then help others. I'm, I think it's, it's also interesting to me. I mean, I know that you are, you have a lot going on and I like the idea instead of saying I'm busy, I'm just like, I'm highly engaged in what I want to yeah. do. As you've said, you know, several times. And as I said in the beginning, the things that you do, you are choosing to do. 
And I think it's amazing how when we consciously remember that the way that I'm filling my life up is with things that I want to do and that I enjoy. And even though still like, you know, all the minutes are filled up, I'm not necessarily busy because I, I chose these things and I enjoy them. And so I don't feel busy, but I do feel fully engaged and therefore like, you know, it gives you more energy when you're coming from a motive of, I want to do this, you know, and even when we think about things that we don't want to do in the moment, if we really, you know, kind of pick it apart and identify the things that we, you know, I actually wouldn't get rid of this thing and kind of take back that power of, you know, this is a choice I'm making. This is something that I want to do. Then again, like we just have more energy to do it and the suck kind of just sucks less oh totally 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 no that philosophical phrase there (laughs) it's one to take home (laughs) oh girl all right all right sorry i kind of cut it off there we just kind of got a little bit silly at the (laughs) the rest of the episode but if there is one takeaway that you get from this episode even though I know we said it several times in our conversation, I think the most important thing that I want you to get from this is to be compassionate with yourself. I mean, my entire mission is more compassion, less judgment, and not just for other people, but with yourself. Drop that judgment for yourself, whether you're looking at a perspective of where you are at right now, what you are doing right now, what you used to do or what you want to do, No matter where it is that you're looking, being compassionate for yourself in all aspects is going to free up a lot of creative energy for you to be able to move forward. It's going to give you that mental fortitude that Cheryl mentions to push forward and take the small steps toward achieving your big goals. And thanks for listening. I will be back in the fall. Until then... I am doing one-on-one perspective life coaching. So if you want to keep hearing my voice, reach out to me and we'll schedule a time for a few free sessions. This offer is available pretty much until all my spots are filled up. So sorry, I don't have a specific timeline, but I am hoping to do this throughout the summer. If you're not otherwise connected to me, you can find me on Instagram at Sabrina Perspective Detective. And as always, I truly appreciate the ratings and reviews and feedback that I've received. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever listening podcast distribution that you listen to (laughs) so that when I come back, you'll have all the episodes automatically downloaded and ready for you to listen because it's just going to be even better when I come back in the fall. So until then, enjoy your summer and have a beautiful day.